0: National Cemetery on Seminole is the city's most populated graveyard with over 15,000 long term residents. Dead
1: to a hard dread from the catacombs deep below the Hammond's Tower, it's a very special boo episode <laughs> of Spring Boo
0: Moan. I'm a Scary Andy Carr and I'm Dan Howl Like a Werewolf. What are we doing all the way down here in this place, Andy? It's giving me the creeps. Dan, we've gathered today, torches
1: in hand, adorned in black robes among the ghosts, ghouls, and other ghastly apparitions to mourn the passing of a Springfield institution. For you see, today is the final day of operation for Big Fat Burritos. No, Andy, say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. Tis so, Dan, tis. So, but it doesn't have to be somber. We are here to celebrate big fat burritos before we lay them to rest in their big fat crypt.
0: <laughs> okay, Andy. Well, do we have a bio or a obituary?
1: Neither, Dan. We will be delivering big fat burritos'
0: last bites. Well, let's get on with it. This change in format is scaring me. (laughs) Big Fat Burritos, which was just
1: called Big Fat Burrito Singular when it opened back in 1999, was located at 3354C South National in the Kelly Plaza. Republic, Missouri native Jason Childress founded the restaurant upon returning to the Ozarks after having graduated from the Culinary Institute of America in New York City. Childress once said the culinary ethos he developed for Big Fat Burrito was inspired by Mayan cooking styles from the Yucatan region of Mexico. Childress rightfully prided himself on serving only fresh food, nothing frozen, nothing canned. When the spot opened, its menu consisted of one single item with extensive customization options. I'll give you one guess what that item was. Hint. It
0: was big, and it was fat. Eventually, the menu expanded to include other traditional and less traditional Mexican items. Soups, salads, tacos, tostadas, chips and salsa, chocolate-chipped cookies. Childress also added more burrito size options. The Baby Burrito, and the all cap Super Burrito. In a way, Childress was ahead of the game beating national custom burrito chains Chipotle and Qdoba to the Springfield Market right in the middle of their massive expansion efforts. Big Fat Burritos on National is actually the
1: second to join the family plot. Childress tried expanding Big Fat Burritos, opening a doomed location at Kimbrew and Sherry, later occupied by Percival and Urkel's Real Pig Lips and Euro Burritos, or Purple Burrito. But, like Percival's ill-conceived eatery, Big Fat Burritos closed quickly, confirming that no burrito shop can last there, no matter
0: how many adjectives in its name. The original spot stuck around, though, right in the heart of the medical mile. Maybe that's the reason for BFB's staying power, the high-traffic location within walking distance for several hundred hungry hospital employees. Or maybe it was the food. Maybe those burritos were just that tasty. Tasty enough to attract a devoted following and sustain a 19 year, two month, and 21 day run. Which definitely does not round up to 20 despite what the business is claiming. In the end, Big Fat Burritos may have
1: just been too big and too fat for Springfield. Perhaps Childress' propensity to round up wound up his downfall in the long haul. No matter the reason, as Big Fat Burritos draws its final big fat breath, we administer last bites, as is tradition. Now I sit me down to eat,
2: I pray it's seasoned tender meat. If I'm full before I'm done, I pray a box to take home some. Ashes to ashes. Dust to dust. Topped with holy. Guacamole.
0: Amen. (laughs) Oh, Dan, who are those kids? Where do they come from? I don't know, Andy. They just skittered off so fast. Oh, creepy. I may, maybe they have their own podcast. All this equipment was already <laughs> set up down here in the catacombs.
1: I don't know, man. I, I kind of want to get out of here. Yeah, I agree. Well, we have, we have one last duty before we can do that, Dan. Let's, let's talk about our final meals at
0: the erstwhile well, Big Fat Burritos. Andy, this was my first time at Big Fat Burritos. I actually told the person who served me up there that and she said that she felt sorry for me. Man, this was some good burrito. I I oh, agree. I'm sad. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm legitimately like kind of heartbroken over uh-huh. this. I It was a kind of somber vibe in there, too. There were a lot of people. I went around 1230 today, um, October 30th, penultimate day in business. They were having to tell people that they were out of all sorts of Uh different things. I Um, had that happen. um, No, No guacamole. They did not restock the guacamole for their second to last day, either. It was lovely in there, though. I really... They really had the jump on Qdoba and Chipotle. It
1: is so cool in there (laughs) and not in a performative showy way. Yeah. The interior felt more like an authentic Mexican restaurant to me than a lot of the Mexican places around here. A lot of places are really gaudy, like with sombreros and ponchos and stuff like that. This just felt like a place that had looked exactly the same for 20 years.
0: Just bright and, blue walls, like 11 records on the wall, but yeah. of no real discernible single genre. Like, there was like a Styx album. Here's a
1: Jermaine Jackson
0: record. the Yeah, the <laughs> soundtrack to the Broadway play Kismet. It was very <laughs> weird. I think they were just, hey, it'd be cool to have records on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Let's but, go to the flea market. Yeah, it was a very strange disorder. <laughs> These all cost 15 cents each. Um yeah, and then the menu just painted right in white on the blue wall. I like a menu on I think the that's wall. That's so cool. Lovely. So
1: cool. One thing I noticed when I walked in was that they had a post punk playlist going over the speakers. <laughs> really? I you, like that. Do you remember the music when you were there? No, I don't at all. I didn't know if that was a regular feature. The owner, Jason Childress, was the one working whenever I was there.
0: I believe he was there as well.
1: I wanna believe he was the one who picked the music. That would make it would just be really cool. So Joy Division was on when I walked in. Later there was this like kind of obscure camper van Beethoven song that I had never heard anywhere in Springfield before. Hmm. It was really cool. I just yeah, I really it made me wish that I had patronized this place more often. I had been there once before back in the very short period during which I was a burrito blogger when I came back from Portland. I abandoned it very quickly because I realized that nothing in Springfield was the same as the type of burritos I got used to in another place where I was living. A place that I'm never going to mention that I lived in this show again. It, would you say it's dead to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> let's, let's
0: talk about the food, Dan. What did you order? I actually went with the super burrito. It's brave. My d actually may dictate that I should have ordered the big burrito because well, it's not technically named a big fat burrito. Yes. So I think you're safe. I recently had a meal with the crew from Scully's and Joe still recommended the pork babil to me. He, I told him that we were going to go here and then he also recommended the habanero salsa, which I then passed that recommend on to you. Indeed. He said it wasn't too hot Joe, um, which is false well,
1: i'm going to speak with joe <laughs> and when we we'll record with him in five days that's
2: also was pretty hot, <laughs> <with some> hot. <laughs> so thank you joe
0: i did actually get mine on the side because i know joe's a thrill seeker he's a real cool dude so a real heat head uh, an absolute heat head i did the exact same thing
1: oh good i got a pibil burrito as well but i got the big okay so we got basically the same order, except you got a super, I got a big, and I got a cookie with mine. Not just any cookie, buddy. I texted you. It was all caps, and it said, "I got the last cookie." Andy, <laughs> Andy,
0: were there more cookies I today? I need to show you a photo. You don't have to describe everything happening in the photo, but go ahead and describe what you see to the listeners here. <laughs> <laughs> because that sir is the last cookie
1: <laughs> from That's big fat Dad. burritos i'm <laughs> looking at the camera holding up a cookie and giving the camera an appropriate gesture <laughs> <laughs> but not only that he's wearing a he's wearing a glove with a skeleton like bones well, it had to be appropriately <laughs> spooky. Uh, there's tears coming out of my eyes.
0: I <laughs> uh, Dan got the last cookie. Andy did text me last night. So I didn't want to bring this up until later, but I believe you may have had the last cookie of the 29th. I uh-huh. thought that maybe I was having the last cookie of the 30th. Yeah. Andy, they said that they were going to have to close... For good about an hour after I left. You are kidding. So while this episode was supposed to get out there on the airwaves on the thirty-first to let people know that they have one more day to enjoy Big Fat Burritos, unfortunately, I think the TOD for Big Fat Burritos was around two PM today. Wow.
1: Karen oh, Karen's not here.
0: <laughs> We're recording after hours, I forget. Karen doesn't frequent the crypts. Can you text Karen?
1: Wait, do you, text. Have, do you have Karen's number? <laughs> no. Wait, I don't have it either. How does she always know when to be here? How did we hire her?
0: What is... Spooky. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about these Pubile burritos. So, for one of the final Big Fat Burritos served, they asked me whether I would like my meat in the burrito or smothered. I don't know if you oh, were presented with this option. No, I would have said smother it. I I went with I, it. I would
1: have been in. nicer. I would say I would have said please smother it, sir. Smother it, please. Smother it, sir, please.
0: <laughs> kind, kind gentleman, please. do not you smother it? I went with it inside because I just wanted to go tradition. However, this is a very messy burrito. It, it's it's basically smothered whether they ladle it on there or not. You can self smother it oh, yeah. very easily. It is just pouring out both ends. So let's talk about that filling. I mean, we both got the same
1: one, the pork PBO, which by most accounts online, in the paper, seems to be their signature dish. It's almost like a barbecued pork stew or a chili with meat, grease, and bean juice all mixed together. And that sounds gross, but delicious. Pretty apt. The tortilla got soggy quickly, so I abandoned it about halfway through the burrito and I just ate the filling with a fork, and it was great. I mean, maybe that's what the smothered
0: version is. Maybe it's like an open-faced burrito or something. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't know what exactly they would put in the burrito. I mean, there were plenty of other ingredients in there besides the pork pabil. Mm-hmm. So maybe they just fill it with the other regular rice, beans, all that accoutrement, and then just smother it over the top. But yeah, I also... Way. Tons of cheese, very yes. cheesy, and it, oh it's goodness. so hot the cheese gets kind of melted in there with it.
1: That's, it really reminded me of chili in that way when you put the yeah, cheese in the chili yeah, and it gets melty. Oh man, these these burritos are not photogenic. No, like they don't no. look aesthetically pleasing. It's not like a you know Scully's menu item uh, per se. No, absolutely, but these not. burritos are fork dishes. And I talked on our purple burrito episode about how I love a burrito to be portable. I'm here to tell you that. I think I was wrong, <laughs> yeah. or at least I, I need I needed to open my mind because I had been here once before in the burrito blogging days and didn't really care for it, and that was why because it was messy. Oh, okay, and it wasn't portable. In my mind, a burrito was something that could be held in my hand as I was walking down the street. That was a mistake, and I would like to formally apologize to all the places I reviewed on my burrito blog uh, that nobody
0: read. <laughs> so I just I I kind of wonder. If that burrito really benefits from the pork pabile or if some of their less saucy meat options would really work as well. Because my girlfriend, the lovely, indomitable, incredible. Please say indomitable dime piece. (laughs) The indomitable dime piece. That's what she went as for Halloween this year, actually. The indomitable dime piece. Um, She got the chili lime chicken on her nachos. Nachos is one Uh. of her favorite orders. And it was not as saucy as just, uh, it, was, it was a little dry, actually. But who knows? Maybe it had been out for a while. It's the last day. Yes. I don't know. That was something we noticed with the nachos as well. It seemed like they may have been kind bottom of bottom-of-the-bag chips. Uh-huh. They served the red, white, and blue chips, which I like, too, because I'm proud You're to be American. Yes, I'm yeah. a patriot. Thicker than most restaurant-style tortilla chips, which was nice, because, as you know, I'm a big call-in <laughs> as it's been, you're a big caller in, yes, caller in, and my girlfriend is a big nacho fan, so we end up calling in nachos a lot. And much like my favorite till Tuesday song, <sighs> these nachos carry <laughs>
1: that's a joke for no one, <laughs> much like my favorite
0: <laughs> Brian De Palma film.
1: Did they give you a blowout?
0: <laughs> I was going to say they carry, but <laughs> I rolled snake eyes. I think you did that one. Um, anyway, the nachos were dressed similarly to my burrito. And we also got two just tostada rounds, just two kind of flat tortillas. I don't know which of our dishes those came with, but they were provided as well. So I figured I ought to mention them here. I'm glad you did, buddy. Why do I keep calling you buddy? I guess <laughs> it's because you're my buddy. <laughs>
1: so just a couple more notes on that meat. It was a little sweet, a little spicy, lots of rich pork flavor. I wish it had come in a bowl so that I could have just eaten with a spoon and not bothered with the tortilla. But, hey, I guess this place is immune to criticism now. I really wish I made a point to go there more often. Tasty stuff, truly worth mourning You want to talk about those cookies real quick?
0: The cookie was very good. Mm. I don't know if you also had a chocolate cookie. It was the only one left there. um, Double chocolate chip. Yes. Very thin, very Mm. crispy, but also kind of gooey
1: in places. I'm showing down my notes. It says (laughs) thin and crispy. Um, I can confirm that. Pretty unique. I feel like you get a lot of cookies in Springfield that are more southern style. So very rich, thick, buttery. I love it. I love it, especially if it's hot with ice cream. Give me that cookie. But very few that are made in-house, I feel like. They think. had those cookies in Tupperware on the counter. Yes. Like yeah, somebody yeah. was making those <laughs> yeah. right there or at least bringing them from some other place. Well, I guess that may be a health code violation, but doesn't matter now, does it? That cookie had a lot of cocoa flavor in it, so it had a little bit of bitterness, like yeah. more bitterness than I may be used to in a cookie. It kind of reminded me of the original Otis Spunk muffins that you used to be able to get, at least when I was in high school. You know The double chocolate ones? Yeah, the double mm-hmm. chocolate ones that had that really, really rich, rich cocoa flavor. They aren't the same. I don't know if you've had an Oda Spunkmeyer muffin recently. I don't think one so. One day we'll do an episode devoted entirely to Oda double chocolate <laughs> muffins, but for now, suffice it to say that those were awesome and they're no longer awesome. Oh, everything I had left in my notes was about how I had the very last one, how special that was and how special a boy I was for having it, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was
0: I was actually hoping to let you get all those notes out before I then sprung it on <laughs> you that you were not in fact a special boy and that I am in fact the special boy
1: <laughs> oh man, my humbling came swiftly and hard that this that's not that's not a phrase hard and swift <laughs> it is now <laughs> okay fine <laughs> Do we have anything else to say about this?
0: My girlfriend asked me. If I preferred it over Purple Burrito, because that's kind of our go-to fast Mexican spot. I would say the nachos, probably not. But Mm -hmm. that Pork I that is just something I don't think you can find elsewhere. Maybe. I ate at Purple
1: Burrito three times that week, and this was better than any of those three Purple Burrito meals. I say that unequivocally. So do we rate this posthumously or how about we rate not the restaurant but the extent to which it's closing is tragic okay yeah this is just a thought i'm having
0: right now we honestly didn't plan this but out of five big fat caskets andy (laughs) what do you think uh this loss ranks as far as tragedy 4.5 big fat caskets dan andy I'm throwing down a full five big fat caskets. Wow. I'm kind of blindsided by this, honestly. Like, I never would have, I would have missed it entirely had you not let me know that they were even closing. I guess you are (laughs) kind of the special boy. (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess I did have the last cookie Uh, then.
1: (laughs) Speaking of special, the opposite of special is the
0: catacombs (laughs) beneath the Hammond's Tower. No, it stinks of death and old <laughs> rotted food. <laughs> I wonder
1: if this is where they buried John Q. Hammonds himself. I wonder if Johnny Morris comes down here and they commune, <laughs> plan,
0: plot. Johnny Morris is still with us, right?
1: He is, but he comes down here to commune with the the ghost of oh, John yeah. Q. Hammonds. And they plot the future takeover of Springfield Spirit World. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense.
0: <laughs> Internal <laughs> logic sound. And there's almost 150,000 people at that Springfield uh, cemetery over there. Uh-huh. What? That's quite the army. <laughs>
1: no. Yikes. <laughs> Not to mention all the fallen soldiers at Wilson's Creek. Should we keep doing There's this? There's not 150,000 people <laughs> in that
0: cemetery. I'm getting my spring food mofax mixed I'm up. i sure
1: it was 15,000. This
0: air down here is making me lose it a little bit.
1: <laughs> I'm afraid, Dan, that we're not quite done. Right before we started recording, we got some
2: letters. Andy and Dan, just a of food, walk the box, gonna check.
1: So we put out the call for questions pretty late since this was kind of a last-second emergency bonus episode, so I didn't have time to screen these. Uh, we're just going to try and wing it here. Uh, first is a message from Vlad. He says, Dear Food Meals, Big fan of the show. I work nights. It's lonely, but I have a lot of time to kill, and listening to your podcast has been a great soundtrack for walking around downtown during the wee hours and for cleaning up as the sun rises anyway here's my question it seems like i just keep finding myself in hospitals in the most desperate situations man this guy i I feel really bad for him i'm really sorry to hear that buddy i'm sorry back to the letter that got me thinking dan and andy which hospital has the best food mercy or cox i tend to avoid mercy because the catholic imagery really burns me up dude that's not appropriate (laughs) That's not all right like I, we really should have read these before. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, hey. We don't. We're not for prejudice. Everyone's welcome <laughs> on our, to li- listen to our show. Anyway, so he avoids mercy. But the pouches at Cox are very difficult to open, and I often wind up spilling on the floor. Pouches? Yeah. What's this guy eating? See, baby food. That's I don't weird. know. Maybe he knows those kids. So there's not much left. He just says, "What are your opinions on this?" Sincerely, Vlad. Oh, he's got a P.S. Also. Uh, it says... Oh, it's directed at you, Dan. It says, P.S. Dan, you have such a great personality. Just curious. Are you a negative type or a positive type? I know there are other types, but those are my favorites, and I'm hoping you are neither, so that if we ever meet, I can control my urges. <laughs> Dan, you've got an admirer here.
0: Yeah, I don't know that... I really appreciate what he's putting forward there. <laughs> he knows that I am happily uh, partnered up with my lovely girlfriend. Yeah,
1: I, that's odd. I I don't know what to think
0: about this. You know what? I don't even want to... Do we, do we really want to answer this? I, I say we stay as far away from this Vlad fellow <laughs> as we possibly can, yeah. Andy.
1: Okay, anyway, uh, let's just move on to the next one. Uh, this next... This is a question. This question comes from the user Lichenfile on Instagram. I guess that means this person is really into moss. Yeah. It's an interesting hobby. I read this article recently about moss being used in cooking. It sounded weird, but I really love to try it anyway. Here's Lichenfile's question. Andy and Dan, just a few days ago, on October 24th actually, I experienced what I believe was blatant discrimination during a visit to Ebbets Field on Walnut. It's true, I did lose my temper and lash out. That happens to me occasionally, maybe a dozen times a year. But who doesn't lose control sometimes after they've had a few? Anyway, the owner called the cops and several big dudes manhandled me out the door. But after they booted me, the owner yelled, And stay out, you hairy freak! (laughs) It was then that I knew the real reason for my expulsion. The owner is a hairist. It's not fair. I can't help my full-flowing mane so my question for you gentlemen is this have you ever been discriminated against in a restaurant what happened and how did you respond keep up the great work guys p.s your voices sound too alike and i have a hard time whatever whatever we get it (laughs) like in file discrimination Andy,
0: seems like this guy i'm willing to tackle this one because as a pretty hairy person myself um i've got a good mane of hair while i've never really experienced it whenever dining out i have applied to places before for a job who right there in the window they had a sign that said long-haired freaky people need not apply <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm just really standing with this guy uh like and file i'm a pretty cool guy if you want to hang out sometime possibly whenever it's a half moon or um, oh that is no yes, that was at a all. full moon day You know, people do act weird on the full moon days. You know, in my job, we say that a lot.
1: Like, kids get really crazy on the full moon. I don't know if I believe it or not, but... Anyway, weird stuff happens. We do have one more. We have one more letter. (laughs) Oh, good. Uh, This may be the last letter we ever read on the air (laughs) at this rate. Oh, gosh. I just read the first line, and I I can already tell this is a mistake. This letter comes from Fred. Fred says... (laughs) Fred says... Hey, (laughs) bh
0: Rude. First of all, Fred.
1: I can't. Okay, here we go. Do you know any restaurants in Springfield with nice... (laughs) It's so bad. Do you know any restaurants in Springfield? (laughs) I'm so sorry. Do you know any restaurants in Springfield with nice play areas for kids? (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Fred. Got it.
0: (laughs) Is is that a shortened (laughs)
1: nickname? (laughs) Nickname? Do you know any restaurants in Springfield with nice play areas for kids? Oh, that's like, a, that's like an actual question. That's a nice question. Let's say I have a job that requires me to do a lot of work after hours, and I can't always get things done with the kids around. Is there anywhere I could take the kids, give them some food, and then just get them out of my sight for a while? <laughs> He's a family man. Not see them or think about them at all? <laughs> Side note. Tenderness of the food is not an issue. I can slice up just about anything. <laughs> Thanks in advance, Fred, fourteen twenty-eight Elm Street. <laughs> hey, I lived on Elm Street in college. My address is eleven thirty-eight, but uh, that house got
0: torn down. This guy seems like uh, he might be the man of some lady's dreams. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, no issues here at all. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just go to
1: a fast food place. You have lots of like McDonald's play play place.
0: And I mean, if you're looking for kids. Uh, Come on down here to the Hammond's Tower catacombs. We got a a whole gaggle of Uh creepy kids down here. This seems like the
1: kind of, oh my God, I can't do this. (laughs) I'll edit this together. (laughs) So that's about it for our spooky bonus episode. We'll be back next Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry.
2: Is this is this thing on? Hello. Hello? Hello Is anyone there? Testing testing one, two, three. I wonder how those weird men got down here. This is where we usually record our Dancing with the Stars Juniors recap podcast. Yes. Dancing with the Stars for Life. And death in our case. <laughs> Anyway, we just wanted to tell you guys to like and subscribe to Spring Food Mo on all the different platforms. It's our
1: favorite podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri, and we hear it's America's number one.
2: It's certainly deserving of such. And make sure to write in your own culinary obituaries. We love celebrating the dead down here. (laughs) That's right, we
1: killed Andy and Dan.
2: We we killed them and now Spring Food Mo is our podcast. (laughs) I think that's all.
1: (laughs) Stay tuned next (laughs) week. Stay tuned next week for when we review Eating Dirt.
2: (laughs) Mmm, dirt.
1: This is funny, right? (laughs) This is
2: certainly the funniest bit we've ever done.